Gitin Dafiud Gimal. The last thing we were discussing was a Braita, where Rabbi Lazar said we went to Rabbi Meir and we told him that it's a good it's a good thing for a slave to go out free. And Rabbi Meir said, no, it's a bad thing because he can't eat teruma anymore. And Hachamim told Rabbi Meir, but the master always has the option of not feeding him. And Rabbi Meir stood his ground and he said, yeah, but Ayved who runs away can still eat teruma. But this guy, once he's freed, he can't eat teruma anymore. So as Hachamim answered back, yeah, but a woman who goes out free, she gets divorced, is total loss. She's possessed from the truma, and she, she can't, doesn't get any food from her uh, ex-husband. And there was a lot going on, and the Gemara asked, okay, what's going on over here? What did Hachamim tell Rabbi Meir? What did Rabbi Meir answer back? And with that, we are starting Yud Bet Amud Bet, three lines from the bottom, where it says, Hachi Kamalehu. This is what Rabbi Meir was telling Hachamim. When you said that the master doesn't have to feed the slave, okay, then you answered a good question about food that he's supposed to eat. However, what are you going to tell me about teruma? Meaning, at the end of the day, okay, he doesn't want to feed him. He could go to someone who will give him teruma, and that's, that counts. If you're going to tell me that anyways, the Adon can just free him by throwing him a get shihrur within his four amot, and upasile, and now he can't eat teruma anymore, meaning it's not really a good thing to be a slave because the, the, the master can always get rid of him. Yeah, but you could always answer back, that the slave could just drop everything, run away, Go anywhere he wants, and he could eat teruma anywhere else he wants. Meaning he'll never accept that get, and he's still considered a slave wherever he goes, and he could go get teruma wherever he wants. Think about an avid of a, of a regular kohen who ran away. Or a wife of a kohen who rebelled against the husband and ran away. And they could still eat teruma. But if he gets a shtar shihrur, he's free to go, he can't eat teruma anymore. So now, Shapir Ka'amalehu, Rabbi Meir has a good point. He says, go to the Hachamim. So the Gemara answers, Amarava, hainu This is what Hachamim answered him in the Mishnah, Mepneshi hu All this is because it's his Kenyan. Meaning, the Iba'isha Kilarabazuzem Israel, he could go to some Israel, get four zoos, which is nothing. Sell him off to the Israel, and he can be poselim from eating teruma no matter where he is. Meaning, he always has the option of selling it. And, okay, so now, you might have a point with an Ayavid who's a Kohen. However, okay, let's say Ayavid Israel. Let's say it's an Ayavid of a master of Israel. Michael, what are you going to say over there? Uh, you have to say that uh, him going free is bad. Amar Rabbi Shmuel of Itzhak, Rabbi Meir still holds bad. Why? Because this Ayavid now can't marry a Shifhak and Anit. When he was an Ayavid, he could marry whoever he wants. Now, he has to, he can't marry her anymore. The Quran says, Adraba, opposite. You're allowing him to marry a normal, good girl, a free, a free woman. So it's a good thing that he's out free. The Quran explains, Rabbi Meir holds that Avda Behfkera Nihale. 
Ayavid likes Hifkir. He likes uh, doing whatever he wants, whenever he wants. He likes this Shifha Kenanit. Why Zilale? She's cheap. He can do whatever he wants with her. Shechihale. She's always there for him. And Pritzale. And uh, there's no modesty over there. And Ayavid likes this immodest lifestyle. That's why it's considered bad if he goes out free. And two points Tosfot brings out is number one is that if this is an Ayavid who's a Katan, for example, who never tasted the lifestyle of doing whatever you want, maybe it's better to be free. That's it. It's considered a Zechut, even according to the Bimir, to be freed. And you have to say, according to all this, again, Tosfot's point is that Rabbanan argue and they hold that uh, no, person rather marry someone hashu, someone free than live this healthcare lifestyle. And with that, we're starting the next Mishnah. A husband told two men, sign this get, give it to my wife, or give this uh, emancipation document to my Ayavid, Umet, and he dies. Do not give that get or that emancipation paper after death. And even according to Hakamim, who hold that it's a zechut, still, since over here he told them to write it and then give it, obviously it didn't mean for, to be zochet for him. And the Mishnah continues, If a person said, give a mane to this person, $100, whatever it is, omit, and then the person who commanded died, they should give that person after the commander died. And the Gemara tries to understand that last piece over there in the Mishnah. And I'm not, so, what are we talking about the, where the man commanded? So, Amar Ravitz Hagba Shemuel Bar Marta Meshemederav. Ravitz Hagba Shemuel Bar Marta said in the name of Rav, Vehushet Sevurin Umunahin Bekeram Zavit. This is Davka if the money is one on top of the other, stacked the one on top of the other in the corner. And only in that case you could give it after the man died. So the Gemara has to understand. Be my asking, and what are we dealing with here? If the commander who said to go give a hundred money to this person, if he if he's bebari, if he's healthy, what do I care if they're stacked one on top of the other in the corner? You never did a meshichan. In order for you, to, if the other person to be kone, he had to pull it. He had to hold it. So we're talking about someone who's about to die. Will I care if the money is stacked? Even if the money is not stacked in the corner, we hold, everyone knows this, that if someone's about to die, if he made a commandment, it's as if it was written and passed over, so you don't need to make a Kenyan. So what are we talking about over here? So answer number one is, you know, we're talking about the commander was healthy, and the reason they're in the corner stacked up, a person told someone, I let you hold a mane, and can you give it to this person who's next to me? All three people are there, the borrower, the lender, the person we're getting it. Kana is kone even without a kenyan. This is a takana from Rabbanan. And you can say our Mishnah is also talking about the same type of case where a person said, Give him, uh, you owe me money. He said, Yes, I owe you money. And uh, his, please go give him money. It was in front of uh, three people, and now they don't even need a kenyan. Everything is clear. And even if the commander dies, you still give it. Rav Papa Amar, he explains a little bit differently. Le'olam, 
Bishriv now we're talking about someone who sick or the idah derav. Like another thing Rav said, the Amar Rav Shechiv Merah Shamar Tenu Manel Leploni Minechasai. If a Shechiv Merah, someone who's about to die, said, "Give this person a maneh from my money." Maneh zen otnin. If he said, "Give him that maneh," then they give it to him. That's a Kenyan. Maneh stam. If he said, "Give him maneh." Then en notnin they don't give him why hashen sheme mane kabur kamar because we are hoshesh we're worried that maybe he was talking about a specific mane and it could be anywhere else and he didn't mean to give him any other money he meant a specific mane a specific hundred dollar bill and it's buried somewhere and we are not hoshesh for something like that not like what Rav just said. Meaning, if a guy said, give him money, give him the money. He didn't mean any specific dollar. So now, Rav Papa, my Tamalo Amar, Krav Zavid. Rav Papa, who said we're talking about the Shriv Mera, why don't he hold the Krav Zavid? We're talking about a healthy person. And the commandment was done in front of three people. So, Kasabar, Papa, Rav Papa, health ki Amar, Rav, when Rav said that three people work, Lo Shana didn't make a difference if it was a loan or if he was watching the money, it was a collateral, meaning three people always work. And you didn't have to say, we're talking about Tafka, the money is stacked in a certain place. Even if the money is not stacked in a certain place, the transfer would work. It's like a regular Kenyan. So obviously, according to Rav Papa, we're not talking about three people. Okay, fine. Rav Zavid, my Tamalo Amar Kiraf Papa. So Rav Zavid, who said we're talking about someone who is healthy, why does he not say like Rav Papa that we're talking about someone who's sick, and we're, and that's the reason Rav said uh, it's stacked up in the side. I mean, because he holds you in, in, like the other Rav, where it needs to be a specific uh, coin. Because Rav Zavid simply holds that our Mishnah, you can't say it's talking about a Shechiv Merah. And the Gemara asks, Mimai, what makes you say that? Because the Resha says, If a person says, give this divorce uh, to my wife, uh, this emancipation paper to his slave, do not give it after death. The reason they don't give it is because he died. But if he was alive, they would give it. They don't have to ask him again. And Tama de Amar Tenu, the whole reason that we give it, because he said the word Tenu. Halo Amar Tenu, if he didn't say the word Tenu, Enotnin, they wouldn't give. Ushiv Mera has a total different din. Afagav de lo Amar Tenu, even if he didn't say the word Tenu, Notnin, they give the get. So the fact that the Mishnah said the word Tenu, and they're specifying that word Tenu, obviously we're not talking about someone sick. Titanan Barishona, you Omrim Hayotse Bekolar. Originally, Hakamim said if a person is going out to get executed with his chains, and he said, write a get to my wife, they should write the get, and and give the get, because he's probably so worried he couldn't say the word tenu. Even if a person is going out to sea or going out to the desert, and he said, write a get for my wife, we get, we write and we give that get to the wife because a person is so scared he forgot to say the word uh, tenu he was meaning he, he was so confused what's going on he couldn't say it properly even if a person is sick he he also wouldn't have to say the word tenu so obviously if our mishnah is talking about a case where the person has said, said tenu 
obviously we're not talking about someone who's sick. But the Gemara pushes that proof away because Matki Flaravashe Uman Nehmalan de Matitin Rabishimon Shazurihi. Who said Amishna is according to Rabishimon Shazuri? Dilma Rabanani. Maybe it goes according to Rabanan who held that the Mesukan is not one of the cases where a person doesn't have to say Tenu. And in general, a person has to say Tenu in order for that get to be given. And therefore, our Mishnah said Tenu, and then the guy died. And you don't give it after death. When the guy's still alive, you can give that get, because he said the word Tenu. So, Rav Ashe pushes away Rav Zavid's uh, proof that our Mishnah is talking about Ashriv Mera. Okay, Gufa, let's go back to something we learned before. Amarav Huna Amarav. You owe me money. Can you give it to that person? Three people are standing there watching this. And the Hidush is, even if it's the borrower, the lender, and the new person, that's Kenyan. And Rav's words make sense. Collaterals, or things that you're supposed to watch. Borrowing and lending. The Kenyan didn't happen. Because the ma'at are not, the money is not there in any specific place that the kinyan should happen. Elohim, and Rav swears, Amar Rav afilu The Rav even said it works. This even with money that is owed through borrowing and lending. And Itmar Nami, It was also said, Amar Shmuel you owe me money from uh, money that I you lent from me. You give it to that person. Three people are there, even if it's them. Kana. Why does this kinyan work even It's like we're gonna go retroactively, like when you gave him the money as when you let him borrow the money, it's as if it was said. It's like the borrower saying, I'm going to pay you or anyone who comes because of you, I'm going to pay them back this money. Meaning we look at it retroactively and say that when the lender gave the borrower the money, it's as if the borrower said, I'm going to pay this money back to you or anyone who is connected to you or anyone who comes because of you. So based on that, Okay, if that's your case, If the lender tells the borrower to give money to person A, and person A wasn't alive at the time of the original giving of the money from the lender to the borrower, they weren't alive, and we all know that a person cannot be Maybe this Kenyan shouldn't work. Even according to Bimir, holds a person can buy something or sell something that's not in the world. That's something, it's in the world, but it's not here. It's something that's not in the world. Even Bimir wouldn't agree. So, Ravashe gives a different reason. Why is saying something in front of three people work as if it's a full-fledged Kenyan? Because The fact that this now becomes a new loan. There's a new creditor. Now you don't owe the money to Rovena, you owe the money to Shimon. 
then you know that buys you more time it's a new relationship you could uh, you know stretch this thing out uh, you can tell the guy i just found out about it i'll get you the money to wait a week or two okay then then this borrower will totally agree to this uh kinyan even though there was no actual kinyan he will totally agree with it because he can now buy himself a little bit uh, extra time and we will stop right here baruch hashem le'olam amen ve'amen